When I think about a time where I had to trust my gut, I think the first thing that comes to mind is when I started leading retreats. And although everyone was like, what? You're just going to meet a bunch of strangers halfway across the world and do a retreat? I was like, yes, I am. And I followed my gut. And it is one of my favorite things that I do today. And I think there's a reason to trust your gut. And it's because your whole body's health starts there. And that is one of the reasons why I love Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. It is a new standard in probiotics. Its non-fermenting formula is backed by clinical trials and scientific studies, which we love, and delivers more of what you need where you need it. And I personally have been loving Seed so much because I feel like by the end of the day, I don't have that kind of uncomfy, bloated feeling that I used to have. And I didn't realize this, but probiotics can actually help maintain a more youthful look. It can kind of smooth out the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. And I feel like I've been getting a lot of compliments on my skin lately, which is so cool. It's not just about how I'm feeling, but science is backing this up too, because Seed is a broad spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole body benefits. So listen to your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash and use code 25mindful to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash mindful, code 25mindful. Hello, everyone. I hope that you are having a wonderful December. So I'm almost back from my holiday break. Um, Meditations will start back up this Sunday, so keep your eye out on your feed. But in the meantime, I thought it would be kind of fun to do something a little bit different and special this week, a little bit of a bonus episode, if you will. So I always take a little bit of a short break, usually around the holidays, um, just to kind of stop and reset and slow down and take care of myself, my well-being, my mental health, all of that. And also, um, I find that if I take a little bit of a break twice a year, um, it helps It just helps me come up with different ideas for meditations and kind of come back after the break fresh so that I can create some good stuff for you you guys. So today I wanted to do a special episode that is all about holiday stress and holiday blues and ways to cope with it. So I've been getting quite a few requests for some more freeform episodes like this one where I share tips and talk about different topics and things like that. And I used to do it. If you scroll back at the end of the feed, you'll see that it's something that I used to do. Um, I called it Mindful Moments. And uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to make this a regular thing again, but I thought that during this break, it might be a nice time to kind of do it and um, just share some tips for the busy holiday season. So before I get to the tips, I have five of them for you. Um, I have two announcements because I feel like it's been so long since I posted an episode um, and I miss you guys and I want to get you just caught up on life. So the first announcement is that I will be headed to Dublin this winter. So all of my Ireland listeners, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be doing a training on February 8th and 9th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. And I think I might add a special event and do a live show that weekend, probably that Friday night. Um, So if you're in Ireland and you want to come to the training and or attend a live event, you can either click the link in the show notes or send me an email at info at yogafuonline.com. I haven't decided on the live show yet. I might just also take that Friday and just be a tourist. We shall see. Um, But if you would like me to do something like that, send me an email and if enough you want to do it. I'd be happy to do it. The second announcement is that next Wednesday, so if you're listening to this 
in real time one week from today or one week from today when I'm recording this, I'm going to do my first virtual live event and you can all join me. So I'm going to be hosting a live virtual yoga nidra for holiday stress relief. Uh, That's definitely the theme of the week with this episode and then that live event. It's going to be next Wednesday, December 18th at 8 p.m. Central. But here's the thing. If you can't make the live event, that's totally fine. I know the Mindful Minutes community is kind of spread out all over the globe. So even if you get a ticket and you don't make the live event, you'll get a replay so that you can do it um, when you would, when you'd like to. So Mila and I will be leading you through a nice, cozy, fun, special yoga nidra practice in front of our Christmas tree. And you can just do it at home and get all your pillows and your blankets. You can even do it in bed and get super, super cozy. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. I freaking love Yoga Nidra. Uh, if you're curious about it, you haven't tried it yet, you can um, look down a little bit later, a little bit, or I guess a little bit earlier in your feed and you can try some Yoga Nidra. So tickets are just $15. There's a limited number. As I'm recording right now, I just looked, um, I just opened it up a couple hours ago and there's only about half the tickets left so if you're listening hopefully there's still a ticket for you i can click the link in the show notes or you can go to www.yogafreeonline.com slash virtual dash events to get your tickets so that's it yeah those are my two announcements and um, i'm really excited about both those things i love ireland i know there's so many listeners there and i can't wait to come and meet some of you and also i'm really excited Mila and I to uh, lead you through a yoga ninja practice next week. If you are listening to this uh, in the future and things have passed, that's okay. I hope whatever day you're listening to this, that it's a wonderful day. So I think that's enough of that. I know sometimes you guys get a little unhappy with the long intros, um, but I just missed you guys. It's been a couple of weeks. So yeah, let's just, let's just dive right into it. Um, Let's talk about holiday stress. Let's talk about the holiday blues. Um, Yeah, it's just real talk. I've been getting so many messages and emails and DMs and a lot of things from people requesting meditations to help during this time because I know that this can be a really hard time and a really challenging time. It can be a really busy time for people and it can be hard to kind of keep your sanity during this time of year and I got so many requests for it and people asking for tips or wanting special meditations or needing help or reaching out or whatever it is that I thought uh, that it might be time to do a special episode like this. So I also have some personal experience. So I also have, I struggle with this time of year sometimes for a few different reasons. Uh, I'm an introverted person, so too much family time just Oh, it really just wears me out. Um, And I also, I just, I just get really stressed and run down when I have a ton of commitments. I know that I have kind of like a wacky, busy schedule, um, but there's something about just that constant like holiday schedule. Just this year, I moved back closer to family, but I used to live far away. So my husband and I would come into, into town and it seriously felt like, it felt like one of like my tour schedules or it was just like boom, boom, boom. Like you're going to be in this city on this day for this many hours and going here and going there and trying to see everyone. And everyone just had all of these expectations. And if I didn't make it to people, they would be offended or this person would be bad because I didn't spend enough time with them. And it was just so much that it honestly made me kind of dread the holidays, which made me a little sad too. 
And it's also a time of year I always just have a hard time with winter uh, and darkness. So I always just, I've had this big uphill battle every year with um, some seasonal depression. And it's just something I I think that we need to talk about it. Um, And it's not anything that I think really should be taboo or that I'm ashamed of. It's just, I just have a really hard time with motivation and taking care of myself and getting things done and just not feeling down when it's really cold and really dark out. And then you add kind of just the busyness and this, you know, feeling pulled in a bunch of different directions. And it's just hard for me. And I know that it's hard for a lot of you too. It's also a time where maybe we're having some financial stress and we also have to navigate those oh so challenging uh, family relationships that happens during this time. So that's honestly all part of the reason why I take two seasonal breaks. Um, A big part of it is because I usually take a break in November and then most of December because I like to take that time just to focus on my mental health and well-being. I kind of step back from everything and just focus on uh, keeping myself well and keeping my spirits up and also being kind to myself so that I know like if I am feeling more tired or I'm not feeling as motivated, like it's okay. I don't have a jam-packed calendar and I can just kind of focus on me. So that's part of the reason why I take the seasonal break too as well because it's just, it's a really hard time and I can't speak for anyone but myself and I know it's something that I struggle with. So I think it's probably something some of you struggle with too. So this kind of holiday stress, it absolutely happens to the best of us, but here's the thing, it does not have to control you. So holidays mean different things for different people. And I know that the holidays for some people are just their most favorite special time for some people. It's their least favorite time of the year. Regardless of how you personally feel about the holidays, it's just a really busy and stressful time. And so I wanted to just share tips and tricks that I personally use during this time when I'm feeling stressed and a little bit down and also ones that I share with uh, my clients and my mentees and all of that. So then hopefully if you are thinking, oh my gosh, I am so stressed right now or I'm just feeling so down or why am I not excited about the holidays or whatever it is, even if you're super excited about the holidays, you just have too many things happening that this will be helpful to you. So my first tip is going to be carving out 10 minutes of recharge time every single day. So I think that this is so important, not only during the holidays, um, but I think every day, but especially during these busy, busy times. So they say that when you don't think you have time for things like 10 minutes of self-care or recharge time, that's when you need it the most, right? There's this old proverb that says, if you don't think you have time to sit in meditation for one hour, you need to sit for two. And I think about that often where it's always those times that you don't think you have time to take care of yourself or to slow down. Like that's when you really, really need it. So some of the things that I like to do, obviously I'm going to go for the low hanging fruit first, meditate. (laughs) If you are listening to this podcast, you probably already know that meditation is great for you. It's a really good stress reliever. And the reason that I have just short meditations here on this podcast is because I know so many of us are busy. It's hard for us to sit for a long time and to meditate. We we don't want it to be a big, long, daunting task. And the studies show us that anywhere from eight to 12 minutes a day, if you do that every day after about 
eight-ish weeks, eight to 12 weeks, that that's where you're going to start seeing the actual neurological changes in the mind that come with meditation. So I usually say 10 minutes a day. That's all you need. It's so good for you. I always tell people first 10 minutes or last 10 minutes of your day. I don't care if you have to wake up 10 minutes early or stay up 10 minutes late. Find those 10 minutes, make them a priority and do something to reset and to recharge. It does not have to be meditation. Um, Hopefully you do have some kind of a meditation practice, but you could do things like just read. Um, You could stretch my body when it gets cold out. It just gets so stiff. Sometimes I just kind of like just put a little music or a podcast and stretch. It could be just sitting quietly with your cup of coffee. Um, A lot of times I like to have a little bit of like a morning ritual where I wake up and I make my special little coffee drink and, um, Everyone always makes fun of me for my special coffee drink, but that's okay. I'm not ashamed of it. I will share it here. (laughs) But um, I usually wake up and I make a shot of espresso and I add about one teaspoon of coconut oil and then I add a scoop of like adaptogens into it. So it's called, I don't know, I don't even remember, like secret 10 mushroom blend or something like that. So everyone teases me and they say that I like to have my magic mushroom coffee and I kind of do. Um, But yeah. I'm not talking about drugs, just some good old stress-relieving adaptogens. But anyways, it doesn't taste very good, but I find that it's a nice way to start my day. So I do my shot of espresso, my coconut oil, my adaptogens. I kind of mix it all up in my milk frother. I don't put any milk in it. I just kind of blend it all up. And I like to sit next to my Mila girl for a few minutes, sip my coffee, pet her, and uh, just practice gratitude. And that's it. That's one of my favorite morning rituals. It seriously takes me about five minutes, but it's, it just kind of sets the tone for my day and it's really, really special to me. So you could do something like that. Any kind of just a quiet morning ritual is great. You could also journal. I have so many clients that love journaling. It's kind of like their little special sacred time, just 10 minutes. You can write anything down. Um, and yeah, you, around these times, you guys, you just, you have to fill your cup. I know that we know it, Um, but that doesn't mean that we're doing it. So this is probably my biggest tip is just every day, 10 minutes of recharge time, whatever that means to you. Uh, It'll make a huge difference, not only during this really busy time, um, but during all of the the busy times. It also helps when you aren't feeling super motivated. Maybe you're feeling a little bit down, you have the winter blues and you say, okay, just for 10 minutes today, I'm going to take care of myself it really does help if, if you do that and it kind of helps to just do something that feels good and that is nurturing for you during a, a tough time. So tip number two is write down all of your commitments and cross off the ones that you don't want to do or that you don't have to do. This is one of my favorite things to do um, during this time or any time I'm feeling overcommitted. So one of my biggest struggles in life is definitely being a workaholic. Um, I live for my students. I live for you guys um, who are listening to this podcast. I live for the people that I mentor. I live for um, my clients, my family. I just, I'm really blessed to have a lot of awesome people in my life and I live for them. Um, But then I have a tendency to overcommit myself. So I have people saying, hey, come to this city. Hey, come do this. Hey, I love to do this. Hey, have you ever thought about a retreat here? And I want to do all the things because I love them, but then I have a tendency to overwork myself and overcommit myself. So this is what I do and it really does help. I write a huge, huge list of all of my commitments 
and I just start crossing them off. So I make like the biggest to-do list you've ever seen in your whole life. And I look and I say, okay, which ones don't make me happy? Which ones are not necessary? And which ones do I just not want to do? And then I just start crossing them off. So I like to, during these times, like if I'm struggling with motivation and energy or feeling overcommitted or worked, I like to boil it down to just the bare essentials and minimums. So a lot of times I'll say, um, okay, so, you know, I, I need to do this commitment, you know, this training or this retreat because, you know, for a few reasons, one, because I've already committed to it, but also because I love it and it's going to help fill up my cup and it's one of my favorite things that I do. So that's staying on the list. But then when I look at something like, oh, do I really need to take Mila to the mall to get her picture taken with Santa? No. I don't. Is Mila going to know that I didn't take her to see Santa? No. Would it be fun? Maybe. But when I'm feeling overworked, like, that's just not a top priority. So sorry, puppy, but it's just not going to happen. All sorts of kind of random, like, holiday parties or commitments or I live in an apartment. So doing, you know, they have like a, you know, a tenant holiday party. I'm not going. I'm tired. I, it's just not a top priority. So I'm just, I'm not going to go. Something that someone told me recently that really has resonated with me is that the only people that will get mad at you for setting boundaries are for those who took advantage of them to begin with. And that is so, so true. The people who already honor you and respect your boundaries, if you say, hey, I'm so sorry, I'm just feeling spread too thin. I would love to come to this thing tonight, but I need, I just need to take care of myself. If they respect that and honor that, that is a person that you want to keep in your life. If they get upset with you and, you know, whatever, if my landlord says, what do you mean you're not coming to the building holiday party anymore? Like, then they're not really someone that respected my boundaries and my well-being to begin with. And that's what I need to know. So if you're thinking, oh, I can't back out of things or I can't say no to things, like what will people think? The only people that are going to get upset about it are the people who don't respect your boundaries to begin with. So when someone told me that, it really, really helped change my mindset and hopefully it helps you too. Um, We just have a tendency to say yes to everything so why not start practicing saying no? It can feel so liberating even like on a small scale if someone asks you to do little things if you just say nope I'm not gonna do that. No thank you. Not gonna happen. Nope 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 nope. Uh, It feels good. Just start you know just start small. If someone says hey you know, can you, I know you brought snacks to book club last month and technically it's this other person's turn. Can you bring them this month? say no actually my schedule is a little bit busy so we might just not have snacks this time and that's okay um I also like to look at this big long list and just think like what is essential and what isn't so for me something that's essential is something that is like truly necessary um that's a top priority for me because it's you know maybe a special family thing um or you know I have a friend in town that I haven't seen in a long time and I get to see them like that's you know, essential to me. It's something that brings me great joy or it's an essential part of my business. Like those things we're going to keep everything else when I'm just feeling overworked and stretched thin and just so just, ugh, it just, it's all just too much. I'm just going to start crossing it off. So things that I don't do anymore that I used to do, uh, high school reunions, not going to happen. I didn't like them. They stressed me out. They took a whole evening. Why am I still doing that? I didn't even like it. So I don't do that anymore. Um, 
going to, you know, my friend's daughter's cousin-in-law's dance recital and I don't even know her name. Nope, I'm not going to go to that. Um, Spending hours piping snowflake cookies just because, I don't know why, because they'll look special when I definitely could just go to the store and buy some already icing piped snowflake cookies. Like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to go to the store and I'm going to buy some. No one's going to know the difference and it's going to be great. It's going to save me a lot of time and some of my sanity. So I just try to be really mindful and also really pragmatic about what I can take on and, you know, what I don't. Like, what's actually essential and important and what's not. And if it doesn't fall under the important, necessary, sparks joy or adds to my life and my relationships, my happiness, I'm not going to do it. So I really encourage you to, when you're just feeling overworked and stressed and overcommitted, just write everything down, look at it, say, okay, what can I cross off this list? What can I take off of my plate? Um, It can be something you've probably heard me say this before. You know, you're feeling really, really stressed out. Maybe family's coming over. You're like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Like, what can you outsource? Can you have someone, you know, can you get your kids to clean the house or maybe you know someone down the street that does house cleaning like they can do that for you or maybe you know this year you get the store-bought pies instead of making them like that's fine that is fine you know sometimes it's like are you alive is your family alive are you you know keeping your sanity are you healthy are you doing things that you love if the answer is yes then that's it that's all you need you don't you don't need all the extra stuff like I was reading um, a, I read a book, it was um, Rachel Hollis's first book, and something that I really liked is she was just talking about motherhood, which, and I think this resonates for everyone, even if they aren't a mother, but she was just talking about how there's so much, like, mom guilt out there, and motherhood is just such a a tricky time, and she was basically like, well, uh, as a new mom, you have two responsibilities. You have to keep yourself alive, you have to keep your kid alive, and that's it. So if you're doing those two things, you're doing a great job every day. Well, I kept myself alive. I kept my baby alive. I did fine. And that the rest, you can just let go. The dishes in the sink, maybe they pile up for another day. It's fine. You know, the laundry monster gets a little bit bigger. It's fine. All those things. But you just, you're alive. Your kid's alive. You're doing good. And that resonated with me because I just thought, you know, like what is actually essential and important in my life? And I just try to focus on those. So my third tip is practicing contentment and gratitude. So those of you that are on uh, my email list and get my newsletter, you heard me talk about contentment a little bit ago around Black Friday. Um, I sent a little email about it, but this is basically the gist of it. Um, Things do not bring you happiness. I will say it again. Things do not and will not bring you happiness. They will not bring you closer to people. They will not make you feel more fulfilled. They will not take the place of, you know, maybe meaningful words you should be sharing instead of items. Like, I know that it's such a cliche to say, you know, the true meaning of the holidays is, you know, spending time with people or whatever it is. It's not about the gifts and things like that. And and I think that's true. 100%. I think that's true. But I have to remind myself during this time when I'm trying to practice contentment, it's not about the things, right? Like, what do I really need in my life right now? And when I think about it, I don't really need anything. All of my basic needs are met. I'm alive. I have a roof over my head. 
I have food in my refrigerator. I have the health of my loved ones. I have a supported, you know, supportive partner. Um, I don't really need anything. And to practice contentment and also to practice gratitude for that is such a powerful thing. And sometimes I have to stop myself and I said this in my Black Friday newsletter. It's okay. Like, I think it's perfectly fine if there's something that you want and maybe, you know, short term it'll bring you some joy. Like, that's awesome. I just recently bought myself, it's really, really cold here right now. Like, it's, I think when I, it's like negative eight right now Fahrenheit. And just the other day, it was on sale. I literally bought myself like the biggest, puffiest, warmest sweatsuit. It's like a full, like, sweatshirt and sweatpants and the inside is like that Sherpa material. It's glorious and it brings me joy when I put it on and I wear it and it's freaking cold outside and I have to take the dog out and I look like a marshmallow but I am so warm and toasty and cozy and that brings me joy. Did I technically need it? No, but I wanted it. It brings me joy. It keeps me warm outside so I got it. Like I'm not going to feel bad and feel guilty about that but where I do pause and make myself think is when I feel like I'm getting things to try to fill some other hole in my heart or in my life. So maybe I'm feeling unfulfilled in other ways. So then I try to fulfill myself with things and shiny objects. And if I find that I'm doing that, that's when I say, okay, Kelly, you need to stop. You need to reset. What is it? What hole are you trying to fill right now? And how can I fill it in a more meaningful and lasting way other than just a thing? Or maybe, you know, I'm looking for just that perfect gift for that person. And I think, oh, if only, you know, I had more money, I could get them this really special thing. It's not about that. Sometimes I find that instead of just really, truly sharing how I feel about someone, um, you know, having some like emotional closeness, instead of allowing myself to be vulnerable and do that, I try to replace it with just like a nice gift. And, you know, a nice gift will never replace like meaningful words and time and closeness with one another. It can help be an expression of how you care, but it shouldn't be the only way that we're showing um, how we care. So I think about those sorts of things and just practicing contentment with what I have and being like, you know what, Kelly, you have so much and you are so, so lucky that you don't really need all the things and that's okay. Like I need to start finding joy through fulfilling ways. So interesting hobbies, uh, quality time with loved ones, finding joy in just the little things, um, reaching out when I'm feeling down and needing help, and then just practicing gratitude. So that morning ritual that I told you about, that is um, when I practice my gratitude and it really makes me feel uh, fulfilled and it helps me to practice contentment in my life. And I found that even on the toughest, most challenging, like horrible, cringeworthy days, there is always something to be grateful for, even if it's like Universe, thank you so much for not, you know, having the sky fall down on me today. Like, there's always something to be grateful for. And um, something that I always recommend that people do is maybe each morning write down three things that they're grateful for. And it can be a really just special, simple, and powerful practice. And then also um, maybe taking some time to just do something that you like and that you enjoy. So I recently went down this deep dive and this is probably something maybe for another podcast episode, but we'll see. It might just be something just for me too. But I recently went down on this like little deep dive on like past lives and past life regression. And it's a very, very long story. But um, while I was folding my laundry and all that, I listened to some audiobooks on past lives 
And it was just really interesting. And I enjoyed it. And that's it. And so I listened to it. And I liked it. And I had a good time folding my laundry, listening to stories about uh, people's past lives. And that's all. And I found that really uh, joy, joyful and fulfilling. So I did it. Like, what are little things, like little fun hobbies or interesting things that you can do just because you like them? Like, this is the time to do that when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling, um, you know, pulled in a bunch of different directions. Like, what little thing can I do that's just fun and enjoyable for you? So my fourth tip is don't put your health on the back burner. So I will be honest, I love sugar cookies, all Christmas cookies, so good. I want to eat all of them. I love, love, love um, yogurt-covered pretzels. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some of my international listeners don't even know what that is. Um, But ever since I was a kid, oh my gosh, I freaking love them. And Trader Joe's, if you know what Trader Joe's is, they have these really good ones where they are like white chocolate-covered pretzels and they have little like crushed-up candy canes on it. You guys, if I could... Oh, I could just eat so many of those if I wanted to. And I like to, in the winter, I like to drink some red wine. And basically, I like anything that's dark chocolate or like dark chocolate and mint. I love those things. I do not believe in depriving yourself. I think from someone that has had a challenging relationship with food before in my life, I think that it's so important to not look at food as like good or bad or say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to completely deprive myself of Christmas cookies even though I love them. They're, you know, labeling them as bad or saying, oh, well, I'm just, you know, it's the holidays, so I'm going to completely indulge and just eat all of the things all the time. I think it's fine if you like those things and if you want to have them, have them. But just keep your health in mind too and try to find that balance. It feels so good and so empowering to have some but not all. And something that I've just personally noticed, and I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not, you know, a physician or anything like that. This is just from my own experience. But the worse I eat, the worse I feel. And the worse I feel, the worse I do. And then the worse I do, the more depressed I feel. And then the more depressed I feel, the less I get done. And then it just kind of turns into like this horrible uh, spiral. I also find like I love, you know, a glass of wine here and there. Sometimes if I have two for whatever reason, um, that makes my anxiety worse. And um, it can sometimes make my depression worse, but it mostly just kind of makes my anxiety not great makes me wake up in the middle of the night feeling really anxious so I need to just keep that in mind and I think it's fine you know to have the holly jolly spirit but to also just like keep my health a priority now um than I would any other time because I know like when I fuel myself with like good just nourishing foods and when I move my body um it just helps my well-being and my mental health and it helps to keep me sane right? Just like we were talking about earlier, like when you think you don't have time to take 10 minutes each day to kind of decompress and go inwards and to relax, like you probably need 20 or 30 minutes, like that's when you really, really need it. And so I will, like, I know realistically during busy times, maybe I don't get on the mat or go to the gym every day, but I say, okay, like no matter what, my non-negotiables are going to be, you know, I'm going to move for 30 to 45 minutes three times a day and that's it. Or Um, you know, when I go to holiday parties, I'm going to have a glass of wine because I like it, but that will be it. I'll just do the one. And, um, and then sticking to that because my health is important to me and I want to feel good and I want to keep my sanity. And it's important to me that, um, that I just feel good and healthy and balanced. So don't put your health on the back burner guys during this time, but I know it can be super, super easy. You also don't want to just like binge all the things and then go like, one million percent clean on January 1st 
that's just not good. It's like shocking your system. Just imagine how good it would feel to just kind of stay a bit more in balance during the whole holiday season and then you don't have to go like complete gangbusters on January 1 and just just balance, guys. It is a great, great thing. Um, and plus no one, last thing I'll say on this, but no one loves that nasty feeling of like going out and eating all, eating all the cookies and all the sugar and the drinks and all of that. And then the next morning, like you just feel horrible. Even driving home, like your body feels like puffy and lethargic and like, ugh, it just, it's not a good feeling. So why put yourself through that? Like just find that balance of like, what is enough? And then, and then that's that. So don't, you know, don't deprive yourself, but don't, um, you know, go gangbusters either and just try to find that balance and keep your health in perspective. So my final tip for holiday stress and blues is to be kind, be present, and release expectations. So I firmly believe that expectations and comparisons, they are the thieves of joy. They will kill you every single time. If you are comparing, you will always be better than someone and you will always be worse than someone. And that's just not like what good is coming from that. I think goals are great. Um, I think, you know, having accountability is great, but I don't think you need to get stuck in the wheel of comparison. I also think expectations, they're so tricky. They're such a, they're just, they're a slippery slope. And so if you think things are going to go or you expect them to go a certain way and then they don't, you're really just kind of setting yourself up to be disappointed either way if things don't go the way they're supposed to. Or maybe if you just went in with no expectations with an open mind, it'd end up being really great, even if it wasn't, you know, what you would have expected. It still could have been really awesome. Um, And also I think keeping in mind that like this holiday season, it doesn't have to be the same as the last holiday season. I think sometimes people think like, oh, this is going to be the best Christmas ever or whatever it is. Like, don't put that pressure on yourself. It Each one is what it is. Just like each day that we live, that is its own day. And it's special and we should be grateful for it. And we don't need to be comparing or putting the pressure expectations or thinking, you know, mindset really is everything. And so if you go into, um, you know, a family time can be really hard for people and you go in thinking, oh, well, so-and-so is going to be a jerk again this year. Like if you go in with that expectation, it's probably going to be true. You're probably not going to have a good time. That, pro- you know, that person probably won't be very nice to you. It probably will bother you. Um, or if you go in thinking, oh, this is going to be the absolute best ever, 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 ever. And then it falls, you know, if it's a a nine out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10, you're going to feel disappointed. Like why not just approach it with an open mind and an open heart and say, Hey, you know, I'm grateful to have another day to live and whatever comes my way comes my way. It doesn't have to be perfect and you don't have to be perfect. It just, it is what it is and that's okay. And that's, that's beautiful. Just be present for these things. Let go of the expectations, you know, simple is special and that's all that's all good. And then be kind to yourself, be sweet and honor where you're at and that you're doing your absolute best. And that's enough. If you're struggling with depression, um, having a hard time getting motivated, like you're doing your best and that's plenty and that's good. Like you're enough where you are and what you're doing. And so just be kind to yourself and just be present and experience it for what it is. And that's all okay. Um, one thing that I will add for those of you that I know struggle with maybe some tricky, um, family things during this, this time, I, um, you know, we've, uh, we've all been there. I have, mm, I have some stories for you, but I'm not going to share them. (laughs) I'm not going to share them here. I'm just going to keep them for myself, but just, just believe me when I say like, 
I get it. The holiday time can be so tricky. There's definitely, I mean, every family has their tricky um, interactions and, you know, mine is no different. I'm sure yours is no different. That's just a part of life. That's a part of families. But something that I have found to be really, really helpful before I go and I spend time with some family that has a tendency to maybe get under my skin or maybe be a little bit like minimizing in my career, perhaps don't really respect boundaries is in my morning meditation practice. I will practice some kind of a mantra to cultivate um, peace in my heart and to kind of just spread a little bit of optimism into my day. So for example, maybe I'm going to go and I have, um, you know, a Christmas dinner with a group of family that can be a little bit hard on me. Um, maybe there's one person in particular that just really uh, is a bit of a doozy. Um, I will usually take like my mala beads and I'll repeat a mantra and I will say, um, today is going to be a wonderful day. I will approach dinner with an open heart and a grateful mind or something like that. Um, and I will just repeat that again and I might do one full round of my mala beads, which is 108 repetitions of the mantra. You don't have to do that many. Um, but I find that to be really powerful and really useful. So to get some kind of a positive mantra going and repeating that a bunch of times before then I actually go into that challenging situation, it really helps me to kind of go in with some optimism and to feel like I can release some of those expectations. And your mantra could even be, you know, I release all expectations. I go into this evening with an open mind. And and that's good. That's just something, just a trick that I personally have found a lot of success with um, before challenging family interactions or someone that, you know, maybe you're working on forgiving someone, you can just say, you know, I forgive so-and-so and I look forward to seeing them this evening. And the whole idea behind a mantra is that it's something that you're trying to cultivate and it's a sacred sound and vibration and you're trying to not only cultivate within you, but then also send it out into the universe. So I have found that that helps not only kind of bring me peace of mind, but also to kind of um, send some optimism out into the universe and hopefully making those challenging situations a little bit less challenging when they happen. So that is all that I have for you. I hope that you enjoyed this. I know that I don't always get to kind of chit chat with you because I'm just doing the meditations. Um, If this is something that you enjoy, you can always tell me about it. Um, If you want me to do more of these, you can tell me about it. Um, If you hated it, you don't really have to send me a nasty email to say you hated it. You probably aren't even listening at this point. Um, But if you did like it, you can tell me. If you didn't care for it, I mean, I probably won't do that many, so you don't need to worry about it. Um, But sometimes I just like to be able to share something that's a little bit beyond just a guided meditation. I will will be back with those meditations for you, though. Do not worry. They're going to be back this Sunday night. We'll be back in the regular weekly schedule. I just thought that since so many of you were asking me about tips and things on this topic that it was just easier to kind of speak to it. And I hope that you found something in here that was useful to you and that you are having a wonderful holiday season and wherever you're at, um, that you're doing well and that you're taking care of yourself and you're making your wellness a priority and that, you know, you feel, you feel loved and supported wherever, wherever you're at. Um, yeah, that's it. So I hope that I will get to see some of you next week in the virtual yoga nidra event. Again, just click the link in the show notes. If you're looking for some of that self-care time, this will seriously be just like just what you need just to do a yoga nidra practice um, with me and Mila in front of the Christmas tree. You can do it at home. It'll be all fun and cozy. Um, hopefully there's still tickets when you go and you check it out. And yeah, if you're in Ireland, let's hang out. Otherwise, I hope that you have a wonderful 
wonderful day and holiday. And then I will see you on Sunday for a meditation that has been very highly requested. So thanks so much for listening and I hope that you have an awesome day.